Welcome to the Manufacturing Fix podcast. Each episode, we're going to be talking about a variety of manufacturing hot topics, lessons learned, and industry best practices to help educate listeners on ways they can manufacture smarter. We want everyone to gain a valuable insight, get expert advice, and tangible takeaways. So let's get started. Well, hello and uh, welcome back to the Manufacturing Fix podcast. Uh, I'm Jake Peterson. I'll be your host today. And today we have a special guest with us, uh, Mr. Brooks Jacobson uh, from Lake Area Tech. Welcome, Brooks. Thank you. So uh, we are going to be talking about uh, some cool programs and things that are happening up at LTI. Um, Brooks is the Electronic Systems Technology and Robotics Instructor. Did I get that right? Yes, sir. D- does it fit on a business card? <laughs> uh, I just I just do the R-O-B-E-S-T is all I put on. R-O-B-E. Okay, very good. You get the acronym in there. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Awesome. So uh, Lake Area Tech is in Watertown, South Dakota. And today we are going to be talking about some of their newest additions as uh, to, to their program, as well as why students should maybe consider pursuing a career uh, at LTI. So a uh, big plug there and uh, excited to just talk about what you guys uh, have going on. So, um, yeah. yeah. Before we get any further, Brooks, do you want to just go ahead and give a little introduction of of, uh, of who you are and, and uh, what you do? Uh, sure. So Brooks Jacobson, I'm the department supervisor and instructor at Lake Area Tech Robotics Electronics. Um, background, I've got 19 years in the military, South Dakota National Guard. Uh, some of that is active duty, working on uh, multiple launch rocket systems, so automated missile systems type stuff. So that's kind of how I got started in all this. And then I came to Lake Area Tech, got two associate degrees, electronics and robotics. Um, I worked at Dakota Automation here in Watertown and Dactronics down in Brookings. Um, And did my bachelor's degree, did a master's degree, Um, kind of moved into the department supervisor thing. It's my 13th year here teaching. And yeah, we we work all the time trying to get latest tech and keep on top of stuff. That's kind of our goal, make sure yeah. we're up to date. So Great. Well, yeah, that's a that's a great segue into my first question here. So obviously we all know technology is changing at a rapid pace uh, and automation expertise is extremely valuable today. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you guys are preparing students uh, for the workforce and, and getting them set up for success? Yeah, so we, um, you know, right away, I, I kind of do a lot of my stuff refers back to the military. Just, I, you know, it's worked for a lot of years in there. So we did a lot of, uh, I like to say we, we crawl, walk, run. So we, we start them off, you know, all the basics. You don't have to know anything about electronics or robotics. We do the basics and that's where you get a lot of your troubleshooting. And then um, from there, get into just more tech savvy type um, PLCs or robots or automation or, you know, your electronics communication stuff. Um, to stay on top of it, we are really big into our um, advisory boards. So I have one advisory board in the fall, one in the spring, and we go from there to um, what stuff should be ran. Um, anything anything and everything I need or if I see some new tech or if I, I have a good relationship with all the people on advisory board, if they see anything new, they're they're not afraid to email or call me and say, "Hey, these new sensors are awesome," or "Hey, these 
this new program is out there and we're going to start using a ton of it. And I know other manufacturers might be using it and I'll email the entire advisory board, get some input on it. If that's the latest and greatest and obviously school budget isn't going to cost me an arm and a leg. I'll, I'll jump on it and we can change curriculum and go from there. So, yeah. So it sounds like collaboration is a big, big part of, of staying up on top of things and making sure that, uh, what you're educating on isn't going to be outdated when, when students graduate. Yeah. Huge, huge. You know, we, um, are constantly in contact with the industry and, and they are too. They, you know, they want graduates. So they're in here talking to them all the time or, right. Um, we do have some, some of the alumni, some of those guys come in too and do, um, you know, like a little mini session with them on something they're specific kind of do a lot of stuff with. So, okay. Very cool. So, uh, this last, uh, October in, uh, 2018, South Dakota manufacturing and technology solutions received a grant to help increase, uh, the competitiveness and efficiency of South Dakota manufacturers. So we partnered with, uh, LATI and implemented some new technology in their robotics lab for training and demonstrations. Um, so what, what's the most exciting part of this, this grant, uh, for you, Brooks? Um, you know, it's, it's, so, so with the grant, we got equipment for, uh, so we got a couple cobots and an AGV, um, which to us is new, the newest technology. And we, we hadn't had that. Um, but probably being able to share that with industry and my students, um, you know, industry, we've had a, f- a few, quite a few industries. Well, my whole advisory board's all been in now and seen them. And I think them realizing my students are learning this, or at least the basics of it you know, the implementation and what can be done out there once these graduates get on the field is going to be huge. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Just being able to, to teach more, um, robots than what we've already had. So, right. Yeah. And have the latest and greatest, obviously that's a, that's an obvious advantage. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Great. Um, so what kind of projects have the students been working on, um, with, with some of these collaborative robots, um, autonomous guided vehicles, what are, what are some practical applications or things they've been, been, uh, using them for? So, um, right away, every single robotic student I have has to, it, it's kind of a basic, uh, pick and place with the cobot. So, um, they're taking, uh, kind of I'm trying to think what the part was um it's like a, a threaded pneumatic nozzle off of a rod so we have them stacked on a rod so they have to take those off and put them in like a pre-packaging form um okay. rod so real basic pick and place it's just so they get used to the system um and then the other one with that that's with the universal robot the other ones with the rethink robot i believe um and then that one we're moving, I think just some tennis balls around. Yeah. Tennis balls around kind of through a piping system and it re re fills itself type thing, but it's just basics. Um, this last two weeks I've had groups of students working as a project on the rethink they're doing machine tending and the universal robot. They're actually, they've mounted that to the cobot. Um, or I'm sorry, to the AGV, the autonomous guided vehicle. And they're getting that to communicate so they can drive around and pick stuff up or do processes. 
Okay. So again, back to that, you know, crawl, walk, run, uh, you know, phase that's, that's great. Just starting with the basics and, and jumping from there. So, um, what, how how do you see this program, uh, evolving in the future? What, uh, what plans do you have uh, for the future? If you can share with us. Oh, um, (laughs) tons of, tons of plans. I have so many plans for it, but it's, you know, I think getting more, collaborative or cooperative with other programs, I think is the next big step. Okay. Um, you know, because machining and welding, all the other manufacturing programs are getting so intermixed now on what stuff is doing. I I think having that collaboration with each other and helping teach each other's classes even could be a huge part. Um, and then as far as technology goes, I mean, it, everybody knows that it just changes so rapidly. We're just trying to stay on top of it and, and and change our, we like to change our outline and classes pretty continuously. We don't stick with the same thing very long. So, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's technology, right? It's always changing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It changes fast. Yeah. So do you guys offer any additional training opportunities for, for manufacturers uh, in the community? And if you do, what, what does that look like? Yeah, so we have a uh, business industry, yeah, business industry training through the school here. We, it's kind of a separate department. Um, we have in the past, you know, done um, SolidWorks or AutoCAD Inventor, or we've done some basic FANUC um, training. Um, I think some of the classes, food power. We also have some businesses that maybe want to bring their whole maintenance team in and have them trained on base almost like a miniature of the whole program. Okay. Yeah. Um, we've, we've done that before where it's lasted, you know, they come once a week at night for five hours and we'll meet up once a week and that'll last a whole year just doing, you know, knocking out basics of curriculum or basic troubleshooting of all these different systems. Um, so it's kind of, they kind of fit it to need, but they, they also need so many people to have the class go to be functional. So, um, but they're definitely out there. I mean, they're out on our website and people can look them up and see, and then we're always open for, for new ideas and new stuff going on. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to have, you know, again, with the collaboration and, and having a, a resource for manufacturers to uh, make their systems uh, more productive and efficient. That's awesome. Uh, awesome to know. Um, yeah. So Lake Area Tech has won numerous uh, national awards and is known for providing students with uh, comprehensive technical education. Um, why do you think prospective students should consider LATI? Well, we're, you know, number one in the nation. I mean, best you can get so yeah that's um, enough that's enough right (laughs) (laughs) enough i you know i think the the big thing here um culture you know i i've noticed especially in our program i would say half of my students you know at six o'clock seven o'clock at night when they've been here since you know some of them have 7 a.m class and i'm Mm -hmm. trying to kick them out of the lab they don't want to leave because they even if they're done with (laughs) stuff they're playing with everything else. They want to, they want to learn, they want to do projects of their own. Um, we have a new lab, um, place where I have, I have a metal fab area. I have, and we have everything for tools in there. We have, you know, welders and cutters and, and your punches and hydraulic stuff. I mean, we have everything they could use to do their own projects. So kids 
just don't want to leave. It seems like, and yeah, that's okay. awesome. It is. <laughs> um, you know, on, on top of that, our program itself, we, we just received a national award for just our electronics robotics program. You know, we work pretty hard to make sure our assessments, right. And we're teaching the right stuff. So, right. I, okay. I wouldn't say we're the best in the whole U S all the time, but the, I'm kind of humble that way, but we probably are the best. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, from your perspective um, and industry experience, what do you think is the biggest draw uh, for students looking for for options in in, in industry? Um, I'm trying to think of the right words here. I, I, you know, I think part of having you know here. Um, the jobs, the job market here is amazing and, and it is all over the U S but there's just so many openings. Mm-hmm. I don't see us. I mean, I don't see us filling not just the automation openings, but just general laborers. There are just not enough people. I don't think, you know, in the U S anymore to fill those to right. where automation is now becoming a, a standard where you need to have some automation now. Once you get that, you need people to take care of it. I, I just think it's an awesome thing to have in your back pocket. Even if you came here for two years and you decided, I don't want to do a technician spot. I want to go on to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. You go on to be an engineer, you still have that technician degree. That, that helps a ton. So Yeah, kind of knowing what happens after you're done with your designing. And um, yeah, 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 that's that's really powerful. So um, can you can you speak to, uh, I, I keep kind of hearing it of it as a, more of a myth or a misnomer right now about how, you know, hey, automation is going to, going to, you know, it's going to take jobs. Um, can you speak to that and how that, how that's probably not necessarily true? I, you know, I, I had, I've, I've talked about this quite a few times um, in just this last year or two, but there's just, like I say, there's just not enough people say, you know, everybody's looking for welders, right? And, and it's everywhere. I mean, we could use 900 welders probably just in the state. Mm-hmm. There's just not that many bodies. Right. You know, there, it, you can't just produce people. Um, so it's, it's a matter of you get the automation in there. Maybe now you have three robots welding this process and now one person is taking care of what three people did. Right. But those other three people that maybe move to a different spot in the factory, there's, there's still spots that people are going to have to do things. Um, mm-hmm. Processes get faster. I need more material now. Right. You know, people still need to bring material in. You, your job just might change. You, I, I don't see people losing their jobs to robots. I see people changing jobs because of robots. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to get that, that message out today. It's, it's not that robots are coming for our jobs. If, if anything, they're, they're helping us do our jobs and helping us be more efficient. And it's, uh, it's more of a a, a kind of a team effort, I guess. (laughs) Well, and even, even more so with the, the cooperative robots, I mean, they're man to program those things. It is not hard. I mean, my, my 10 year old has been in here programming like crazy. It doesn't take hardly a thing to learn how to program those to, mm-hmm. to where a normal operator could be using and reprogramming that thing as they need to day to day. Right. Okay. I mean, that's an awesome, awesome incentive and then thing that can, that can happen fast with, automation now so right well yeah you talk about wishing you had another set of hands or something and now it's like that's almost a reality (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. So uh, kind of moving on here to a couple of our, our last questions. Um, what are some of the effective tacti- tactics that you see companies using to attract students to their organizations? And, um, you know, what would you maybe suggest employers start doing to attract, you know, these qualified candidates that are, are kind of few and far between right now? Like you said, there's lots of jobs, lots of opportunity. Um, yeah. What, what can manufacturers, employers be, be doing to help help get those uh, get those folks employed? You know, I, I, I guess I hear it from a lot of employers, you know, all year round, they, they come in here and talk with students and, and, and wonder what the other guy's doing to get people there. Um, part of it's for these, for this generation, it seems like part of it's location, you know, that's a big, sure. Yeah. They, they want to be where stuff's happening. Right. So it, it's, it gets tough for, for some companies, you know, and maybe in an area that students just don't want to be at the younger generation. Um, you know, benefits, a lot of those kids don't look at that right away. Right. That's a hard one for some of them to understand right away, Mm -hmm. but pay is a big one, obviously that, you know, they're, that's what they see in their eyes. But if you're in an area where, or if you can show them the things you do, as a, as a company, as a, you know, look, make it look more like a family. They want to be part of something that's bigger than themselves. It seems like that's a big thing to them. So, um, if you can prove that and talk to it, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Kind of investments in, in, you know, company culture and yeah, like that family aspect that you're saying, I think, um, yeah. Okay. That's great. Awesome. Well, Brooks, do you, do you want to leave us with any kind of last thoughts or, or advice or either for prospective students or, uh, or even employers, any, any last thoughts? You know, I, we just need more technicians, automation of the future. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, you know, yeah, I definitely want you to come here, but there's plenty of schools out there to teach you the same stuff. We got to, we got to keep growing cause it's only going to get bigger and bigger. Right. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks again uh, for your your time today. Really appreciate your insight uh, on these things. And uh, I will have in uh, the show notes uh, how to get in touch with um, LATI and um, and learn more about, about their program. So thanks again, Brooks. Yeah, thank you. This podcast is powered by South Dakota Manufacturing and Technology Solutions, helping South Dakota manufacturers expand their capabilities to grow, innovate, and achieve operational success. For show notes and more information, please visit sdmanufacturing.com.